Hi, I'm Mitch Casper, and welcome to WinnipegHockeyTalk.com's Random Thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets, the audio version. Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to the May 22nd edition of my Random Thoughts. Uh, Not a lot happening uh, in Jetsville nowadays, but I did uh, have some thoughts on some other hockey topics, so let's go. Uh, Let's start with uh, number one, the Winnipeg Ice. The Winnipeg Ice's season is over, and the Seattle Thunderbirds are the WHL champions, winning the final four games to one. The T-Birds were the better team with the better goalkeeping and are probably deserving champions. Hard for me to spit that out. For me, the difference was that Thomas Millich outplayed Daniel Hauser, and Seattle did a better job of converting on their chances, and they won the special teams battles as well. You know, I'm not going to say the Winnipeg guys choked. Uh, they had a really good season, and I thought they played pretty well in the playoffs at times. Uh, they just couldn't get that big goal when they needed it, and uh, Seattle's better players were a little bit better than ours. I think they just did a better job of finishing. Uh, the Winnipeg guys did have their chances, but Thomas Millich stood tall when he needed to. And I think that Game 4 is the one that's going to haunt the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, they played extremely well in that game. Uh, they outchanced Seattle. They were actually the better team for most of the night, but they didn't get it done. And the disappointing part is that they didn't get at least one game in Seattle and bring it back to Winnipeg for a Game 6 and a Game 7. Um, that's the way it goes. Uh, back to the drawing board for next year, and Seattle's on for the Memorial Cup. So congratulations to the T-Birds. Moving on to number two. Uh, for those of you that are just listening and not actually reading along with the uh, the written article, in number two I've posted uh, the opening round playoff brackets with each team and listed below the team was <laughs> their salary cap, their current salary cap going into the playoffs. And just above that, I write, hmm, I don't understand why this is allowed. FYI, the NHL salary cap is $82.5 million, and of the 16 teams, 7 were actually under the regular season salary cap. Now, in saying that, the way the CBA is set up, this is a loophole that teams, well, it started probably predominantly with Tampa a couple of years ago, when Nikita Kucherov set out the whole year, uh, put his salary on long-term disability, and then when the playoffs came, he played, and now you got, uh, you know, his his salary didn't count against the cap, and they've added an extra star, and technically it was uh, technically it was legal, nothing wrong. Vegas has done the same thing this year with Mark Stone, but the part that really bugged me is. Uh, you know, when talking about Vegas being over the salary cap in the playoffs, I've heard the argument, well, the Jets use Brian Little's LTIR money as well. And I can't believe I fucking have to explain this. I was so irritated. Uh, you're trying to tell me there's no difference? Brian Little never never played. So, big deal. Mark Stone is playing and his salary cap's not counted. Nikita Kucherov played and his salary cap didn't count. Now, I'm not crying 
you know, sour grapes or whatever, but just put it out there. Could the Jet series have been different against Vegas if Mark Stone wasn't playing? <laughs> I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, we don't know, but that's that's a pretty big advantage. And just below that, I have a cartoon, and it's a, it's a son looking up at his dad, and he goes, the son says, why is the Vegas salary cap at 96.5 mil? And the dad looking down says, son, that's Gary Bettman's team. And this just gives hockey fans another reason to hate Vegas even more. <laughs> Moving on to number three. Oh boy. This is from the you-can-kiss-my-ass file. Another disgruntled, former Winnipeg Jet, fucking privileged, whining baby that thinks he deserves more than what he got. Leon Gawanka um, basically tweeted out, and it's been translated from German to English, that I worked my ass off there for four years and wasn't rewarded. He says, that's obviously frustrating, especially when I see who gets a chance. Well, we can only speculate by what he, who he means by uh, who gets a chance. Probably Logan Stanley, because uh, he's definitely not talking about um, Dylan Sandberg. But uh, in all fairness, I like Leon Gawanka. Uh, I think he's a pretty good defenseman. He's a good AHL defenseman. If he ever had an NHL future, I don't know. Uh, for me, he's definitely behind um, oh, Vili Hainola on the moose, and he's definitely behind Declan Chisholm. So, I mean, he wasn't even close to being the next call-up. Uh, like I said, good AHL defenseman, but once again, fucking think they're privileged and, you know, the world owes them everything. Uh, he did say, well, I hope that uh, maybe the Winnipeg Jets do trade him. But here's the thing. Um, when he said that, that, that tells me that, uh, he's probably asked for a trade and, uh, the other 31 teams have no interest right now, put it this way, they have no interest in trading for him, but if he ever hit UFA status, he might get a phone call from another NHL team, um, but the Jets still, you know, own his rights, so, uh, we'll see what happens in the future, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, and I don't think any... Uh, Jets fans should or will either. Right, let's move on to number four, uh, the World Hockey Championships. I'm sure by now everybody has seen the close-up video of Canada's uh, Joe Valeno, uh, Detroit Red Wings property, stomping the calf area of Switzerland's Nino Niederreiter, Winnipeg Jets player, in a Saturday afternoon game in Riga, Latvia. Scott Wheeler from The Athletic uh, posted uh, the video with the comment, now, as far as I'm concerned, Joe Valeno should be done for the Worlds. And uh, most uh, hockey fans, whether they were Canadian, Swiss, whatever, agreed. And uh, actually, the verdict uh, did come down, and he was suspended for five games, which basically takes him right out of the championships. But th there was a lot of outrage in Canada. You know, it's not how we play hockey, and that's unacceptable, and it's disgusting. And even, you know, the commentators said the same thing. Uh, everybody pretty well agreed that uh, um, there's no place for that in the game, and you'd be crazy not <laughs> not to agree with that. But uh, yeah, it was an unfortunate incident. But the good news is Nino is okay. So well, uh, moving on. Uh, go to number five, where I say, contrary to public opinion, 
Just because a game is long doesn't it make it epic or great. You know, the first game of the Florida Carolina series was compelling because of the score. But once the game got longer, the quality of hockey lessened, you know, as the players were getting worn down. It was dump, chase, and get off the ice, and it was extremely boring. And I'm, you know, I'm reading on Twitter, oh, it doesn't get any better than this. This is, this is awesome. You know, seven periods of hockey in the final three. Like, the first overtime I thought was pretty good. But uh, the second, third, and fourth overtimes were, uh, oh, it was really hard to watch. And, you know, luckily for me, I'm retired, so I could stay up and watch it. I felt sorry for the poor people who had to go to work the next day. Um, it wasn't good hockey at all. It was extremely boring. And thank God Kachuk scored that goal to put us out of our misery. <laughs> Moving on to number six. Listening to some of the Jets' trade rumors on social media is painful at times. My favorite one so far was from a guy in Toronto. Sergei Samsonov and Mitch Marner for, you ready for this? Connor Hallebuck, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Nikolai Ehlers. I think this poor delusional fucker was probably dropped on his head more than once as an infant, and he probably smoked so much ganja in high school, he fried the last few remaining brain cells he had. <laughs> Off-season trade rumors are hilarious. Um, it makes you wonder, like, I mean, every fan base is guilty of it. I've seen some jet ones going the opposite way where I'm going, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, like, that has any chance of happening. Um, they put it out there for fun, but the part that's, is, that's hilarious about it is these guys are fucking serious. They really think, like, let's just look at, let's just go, forget, forget salaries, forget term, forget everything. Let's just look at the three players head-to-head, -head, okay? Samsonov and Marner. Okay, okay, so let's go Samsonov and Marner. So he starts out with uh, Hellebuck and Dubois. If he stops there, you think, and you go, no, not a chance. I'd rather have Helly and Dubois. But this fucker adds Ehlers. Oh, yeah, let's just throw in Nick Ehlers. And like I said, these guys are serious. They really think that this is possible and that, you know, Mitch Marner should garner all this. Now we're going to factor in salary here. Who the fuck wants Mitch Marner at $11 million? Really? Samsonov's a free agent. Um, well, obviously, Hellebuck and Dubois are expiring, but, uh, you know, next year. I mean, they still have a, a year left in team control. But, I mean, if this guy really thinks that uh, this is, you know, happening or whatever, I wouldn't want to be in a hockey pool with him because, God forbid, what he'd ask for, just a marginal player. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's the best of times and the worst of times. Uh, you can't take them all too ser seriously, but... Uh, I, I brought up this one just to point it out, but I've read hundreds of them on Twitter in the last few weeks, and uh, I can't help but just shake my head and laugh. There, uh, and uh, if you if you find one that's funny, and then you read the thread of, you know, everybody puts in their two cents, and the arguments just going like, uh, you just face palm yourself and go, oh my god, what are these people thinking? But uh, it's fun. Um, let's move on to number seven, the World Hockey Championships again. You know, if I was being completely honest, I'd have to say I've enjoyed the World Hockey Championships a lot more than the NHL playoffs. There's just something about the hockey on the big ice that appeals to me. Uh, I've always liked those games from Europe, whether it's World Hockey Championships, the World Juniors when they play there, and I've mentioned this before. I like the Spengler Cup. Um, and the other thing I kind of like about the World Hockey Championships 
is the comfort of hearing Dennis Bayak's voice again. I just like that, uh, you know, I, I miss him as the Jets play-by-play -play guy, but uh, I, I like listening to him during the World Hockey Championship, so that's probably another one of the reasons, and yeah, whatever. I got See, I have no skin in the game, you know, in the NHL right now. I'm just basically cheering for players that help my playoff pools, and uh, the World Championship still has Canada involved, so being, you know, a patriotic guy that I am, I'm cheering for Canada, and I always hope that uh, the Jets players that are involved with the other teams do well too. So, yeah, I have to be honest, uh, and plus they don't conflict, right? Um, I don't have to pick and choose because they're all on during the day. Ah, moving on to number eight. Winnipeg Jets prospect Brad Lambert is off to the Memorial Cup after a very good uh, WHL final against the Winnipeg Ice where he scored uh, three goals and added three helpers in five games. And just below my comment there, the Winnipeg Jets actually posted a short little video of Lambert uh, skating around the ice in Seattle with the uh, the Ed Shinaweth trophy for winning the uh, WHL final. And uh, Jets fans can continue to watch Brad Lambert as him and the Thunderbirds uh, represent uh, the WHL in the Memorial Cup. In number nine, I say, I'm not sure I've seen the standard of officiating this low in years in the National Hockey League. These guys should have to be made available to the media after games. Uh, the officiating has just been terrible. Uh, not just in some games, it's been awful. Every game, it's been equally bad for every team. And um, I don't get it. Um... um I'm speechless when I watch it. I just can't believe the stuff they let go. And I understand how uh, fans just get upset. It's, you know, obviously, and each fan base thinks they're getting screwed by the officials. Yeah, it's it, it's bad and it's hard to watch. Um, that's why, I, like I said, I'd love to see them sit and have media availability and have the reporters ask them what they saw and what they were thinking because... When you're looking straight at a guy and he's taking a stick to the face, it's uh, it's hard to believe that they didn't see it. <laughs> and I'd love to know their rationale for not calling it. Uh, this is how it used to be back a few you know years back. Then they cleaned it up and the, they started clamping down a little bit more in the playoffs. And I know a lot has to do with the GMs. Uh, they like it when there's not a lot of stuff called and you let them play. But... Uh, I mean, if they can call puck over glass as a penalty every single time, I'm pretty sure when you cross-check a fucking guy in the face, you can call that. Yeah, the NHL, like, I, I blame this all on Gary Bettman because, you know, I hate his guts. But the NHL can't have different standards of officiating as the calendar flips its pages. You know, try to find something, something in the middle that is, at least uh, we can stomach... I don't mind good, tough playoff hockey, but some of the dirty crap that's been going on here, even I don't like it. I'm going to, you know, like I say, I'm an old school guy and I like it tough, but uh, yeah, it's it's not good. It's got to change. Um, it's actually harming our sport and um, I'm not a big fan of it right now. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. Ah, let's move on to number 10. It's my odds and ends for the week. Uh, interesting fact, your first time this has happened in NHL history, but uh, 
the first two games in the Eastern Conference Final and the first two games in the Western Conference Final have all gone to overtime. And the way these teams are all playing, I wouldn't be surprised if we have <laughs> quite a few more games in overtime. Uh, next, uh, it's wrapping up on Brad Lambert. I forgot to mention this earlier. So he finished the w WHL playoffs with uh, six goals and 20 assists for 26 points, and he was a plus 13. Uh, pretty darn good numbers, and, you know, I can see why a lot of uh, Winnipeg Jets fans are excited to see him uh, with the Moose. Uh, a lot of them think he'll be with the Jets next year, but <laughs> that remains to be seen. Um, another little uh, interesting note. Uh, the Memorial Cup starts this Friday, uh, May 26th, which is also my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Michelle! Um, and it ends the next Sunday on June the 4th. The final will be on June 4th. So uh, the teams have all been announced. Um, Kamloops Blazers are the host team. So they'll be representing the WHL as the host team. Uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds are the WHL champions. Uh, the Peterborough Peets are the OHL champions. And the Quebec Ramparts are the QMJHL champions. So four really solid teams. Uh, Kamloops, uh, you know, as the host team, isn't going to be a gimme. They're, uh, they're, they haven't played for a while, though. That's their only downfall. But they're a pretty good, darn good hockey team, too. So uh, it should be good hockey. And uh, FYI... Uh, all the games are being uh, broadcast on TSN, so you don't have to worry about uh, where to look for them. Um, the next thing I mentioned here, and it's, you know, like I say, I don't like talking about other teams much because I really don't give a shit, but uh, I have to admit, I was a little surprised that uh, Maple Leafs let go of Kyle Dubas as their GM. Um, you know, he's been around for a while. He's done a lot of good things. He's done a lot of dumbass things, too, but... Uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised. One thing I can say about Dubas is he didn't sit on his hands, and rightfully so. That their team was very good, so I can see why he, uh, you know, he went for it this year. I mean, it's always tough when you um, give up, you know, prospects and picks for instant gratification for the run. But you know, they. I'll be honest. You know, everybody likes to shit on the Leafs, but. Uh, I really did think that they were this year a Stanley Cup contender, so I understand where he was going with his trades. But uh, he did a lot of made a lot of bad trades and signed guys to a lot of uh, bad and dumb contracts. But uh, yeah, he was let go. So the changes in Leafland. Um, I guess the last thing I'm going to address is uh, you know once again bad news for the Coyotes as the Tempe, Arizona taxpayers uh, voted no on the three propositions for an arena and entertainment project in Tempe. And, you know, the Tempe mayor himself said, you ain't going to find a better, a better, you know, better deal than this. It was, uh, they were quite excited, uh, like the councillors and the mayor and that are, were quite excited about this development. It would have been, would have been first class. It would have been really cool, but, uh, yeah, the taxpayers voted that they'd rather uh, keep that land as a landfill. <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. Um, I have some, you know, some good friends in the media and good friends down there that are Coyotes fans, and um, they said that uh, you know the people were lied to and a lot of misinformation. And isn't that just the way that uh, anything goes today when there's votes involved? Uh, who knows what the Coyote saga is going to end up as uh, they're still fighting to try to 
find another location, but they're running out of time. And, uh, I mean, they're already committed to Mulled Arena in Tempe next year for another season in that small building. You know, that's not a good look for the NHL, and I'm sure the rest of the teams aren't thrilled about paying into the equalization funds to keep the Coyotes afloat. But uh, I know what it's like to lose a team, and I know the Coyotes are the butt of a lot of jokes. And there's a lot of haters out there, and what really upsets me is I'm never going to crap on anybody um, about their franchise and about how it's run because I know what it's like to lose the team. I remember having, a lot of people will forget this, but it wasn't long ago that um, there was a really good chance that the Edmonton Oilers were going to be gone. And as much as I hate the Oilers and I hated <laughs> how they used to beat up on us, I felt so much empathy for their fan base because uh, it's tough losing a team. And, you know, for people that make fun of the Coyotes and their attendance and everything, I'm going to tell you something. There's so many people that talk out of their ass. They don't know what the fuck is going on down there. Um, the arena in Glendale was a state-of-the-art gorgeous rink. It was beautiful. It was just in such a terrible location. You know, they say that there's, you know, in the greater Phoenix area, which is all the, you know, the whole valley, right? There's around 4 million people there. But that rink wasn't very accessible to a good chunk, you know, of that demographic and that, uh, you know, in that region. It's just the location was just so far away and it made sense to maybe have the team either in Mesa or Tempe or Scottsdale. But the people that hate on the Coyotes are the most, have no skin in the game. They don't know what it's like to lose a team. They're fucking probably fans that don't even support their own teams. They just like to fucking mouth off. And they just think it's cool to jump on the shit bandwagon, right? Um, I feel for the fans. I feel for my friends. Um, I never want to see anybody uh, go through what I went through when the Jets left. That was probably uh, as tough a moment as I've had as a sports fan, you know. I mean, outside of real life, you know, sports, that was that was tough. So, you know, to the haters out there, go screw yourselves. You don't know nothing about anything, what goes on down there. And... Um, I hope they can work it out. I, uh, it's going to have to be done very, very quickly. You know, the mayor of Mesa already says that they don't need any votes to do what they want to do, and there is options out there. But holy shit, man, they're running out of time because you know arenas just don't pop up overnight. It's probably going to be three years, so that means they got to play you know another three or four more years in that small. Oh, it's a call. It's a beautiful rink. It's but it's made for the uh, NCAA hockey. It's made for the you know. The Arizona Sun Devils is not made for an NHL team. So uh, on that note, I'm going to just let it go. Uh, I know I've got a soft spot for the Coyotes. My wife and I were season ticket holders for probably uh, a dozen years when we were wintered in Arizona. And we made a lot of friends, got to know a lot of people down there. And uh, it was a good time, a time I will never forget. But uh, it's probably time to wrap this up uh, once again. Uh, for those of you that are regular listeners, I thank you. Um, let your friends know uh, that there's another option out there for podcasts. And uh, like I always say, you can find us at the, at the home, WinnipegHockeyTalk.com. You can find us on Amazon. You can find us on Google. You can find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but uh, until next week... Um, 
enjoy the rest of the NHL playoffs, uh, the World Hockey Championships, uh, also the Memorial Cup, take that in, and uh, good luck to you and your hockey pools. (laughs) 